Good evening, everyone. This is today's focus for December the 26th, being recorded on December the 25th, 2022, at 10:17 p.m. Central Time. Today's focus. Christian hope. Christian hope. What it does it mean to have hope as a Christian? How can let, let's just take some time to talk about hope. Now to do this, we need to go back to well, not not a very pleasant situation. We're going to go back to a an inpatient psych hospital. A psychological hospital, a mental health hospital. It's evening time around uh, 7 p.m., maybe 8 p.m. It's dark. It's snowing out. And there's a teenage boy. And he's there with kind of the the main uh, psychiatrist, uh, the psychologist. And uh, they're walking around the the, uh, psych hospital, the mental hospital. They're walking around it, right? It's cold outside, snow's coming down, and the teenager is excited because, well, he's supposed to finally go home. Now, he has been in this psychiatric hospital for, um, well, a, a horrible situation, a horrible situation. His mother died when, uh, when he obviously was a teenager. She died in October. He was devastated, destroyed. He wasn't living at home at the time of her death. Um, he was hoping for some kind of reconciliation. It never occurred um, because she died. There was no reconciliation. There was no forgiveness. There was nothing. So all hope for that was shattered. All hope for reconciliation, for for telling his mom that he loved her or that she would say, I love you. All of that was destroyed. It was gone. Nothing more. All of the pain and the abuse of the past, it was still there. There was never, it was never going to be made right. There was never going to be, hey, I, I'm sorry for all these horrible things that happened to you. It was over. There was no hope. He was never going to hear from his mother again, never talk to his, his mother again. All of that hope was gone. But he had been in the psychiatric hospital now for, what, uh, almost seven, six weeks, seven weeks. And he, there was hope now that he, he could get out. He could finally get out and get back to his life and, and maybe he could make something out of it. And there was a, a sense of hope. There was also a sense of dread. There was a sense of dread because his girlfriend at the time, the only person who had gone through this horrible situation with him, um, she was, well, she was going to go to a party. Now, he's a teenage boy. His girlfriend, who obviously he thinks is pretty, is going to go off to some party where there's going to be all these other guys. Now, the teenage boy obviously is scared to death, right? Because, I mean, he's in a psychiatric hospital, right? He's in a psych hospital, and she's going to go to a party. He wants out of this psychi- psychiatric hospital desperately, and he's supposed to get out. Now, he wants out, but it's been a it's been a long journey. Now, why did he end up in the hospital? Well, he ended up in the hospital because, he, well, he tried to take a gun and kill himself uh, because of everything that happened with the death of his mother. He was devastated and he was destroyed. So he wanted out of this desperately and he made it through everything. But the counselors, the psychologists, the, psychi- uh, the psychiatrists, they had decided that they needed, in a sense, to test him 
to see how he was doing. And guess what that test was going to be? Guess why they were walking around the psychiatric hospital? Guess why they were walking around the psych hospital? Guess why they were walking around this mental health hospital? Guess why? Why they were walking around it in the snow, in the dark? Because he was about to inform him that you're not going home. You're going to stay here at least another week. That you may think you're ready to go, but not you, but you can't go. Now, immediately, all hope began to just fall apart. All hope began to crumble because, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, she's going to go to the party. He's utterly devastated about that. His life has been on hold. Is he ever going to be able to get out, get back to school so that he can graduate from high school? I mean, everything is just a total, like at this point, it feels like the end of the world. His mom is dead. That's never going to be fixed, never going to be reconciled. All of the pain, all the abuse, no one's ever going to make it right. No, nothing's ever going to make that right. He's he's done everything they've told him to do. I know, I, now, he made it through some difficult situations. He made it through some difficult situations, but here he is. He's ready to get out. And they're like, nope, you got to stay. It's Christmas time. It's Christmas time. He, he wants out of this hospital for so many reasons, and they're told, sorry, you can't leave. All hope is gone. There's almost a feeling like, what was the point of any, like, let's just, let's just, you know, what's the point? And, and again, this, they, they obviously wanted to test this. Now that young teenage boy found himself midnight, one in the morning, sitting in the darkness of like a day room there in the psychiatric hospital all by himself. A nurse came in to talk to him. He's devastated, crying. Like, I I don't understand why they're doing this to me. Like, it sees it almost as a punishment. Almost as a punishment, doesn't know what to do. And finally, finally, after the week is over, he finally is released. But there was a, there was a period of there. In fact, that uh, the, there was a period there of just feeling like he was in a place of the land of no hope, that all hope was gone because he had these expectations. He had these hope. He, he hoped at some point his father would show up. I mean, he's in a psychiatric hospital. He tried to kill himself. His father shows up one time there is no acknowledgement. There's no apology. There's nothing. There's nothing. Nothing. Literally, the uh, the only other family member that showed up was his mother's sister's daughter who showed up while he's in a psychiatric hospital to say, hey, uh, we think your father killed your mother. You're like, uh, that, that, that's not what you need to hear in a psychiatric hospital. It was a place of just, of hopelessness. There was no hope. There was just, you just... I, even even no even when you walked out the door there was really no actual hope because there were some things that was never going to come mom's not coming back there's no there's no hope in that situation it's a horrible situation to be in i don't know if you've ever found yourself in those kinds of situations it's horrible and i know this because well i was that teenage boy eight i think eight total weeks in woods psychiatric hospital abilene texas Man, what a horrible time. And the only reason I ended up in the psychiatric hospital is that basically after trying to kill myself, I had two choices, go to jail for basically attempted murder of yourself 
or go to the psychiatric hospital. So I chose the psychiatric hospital. I'm grateful that I went there, but it was a it was a lonely time in that place. It was it was lonely. And and it, it fits very much with Christmas because that walk around was around Christmas time. It was it was right around Christmas time when I was there. Um, and it was it was horrible. I was there. I was there for Thanksgiving and it went into uh, Christmas time. It was a, it was a horrible it, it was a t- horrible time to be there. Like who wants to be in a psychiatric hospital at Christmas time? with dealing with the death of your mother and and then your own attempted suicide and all of the abuse you had gone through and and the fact that nobody is coming to see you you are abandoned you are left there alone the only person who show your father shows up one time in some weird bizarre meeting that even the counselors and the psychologists and the psychi- and the psychiatrist are like what in the world was that they're they they don't understand it and and then when your 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 mom's sister's daughter shows up with a bag of pills going your father your father killed your mother you're like okay okay i i am i'm alone here i'm alone here and then your girlfriend's like hey sorry you're in a psychiatric hospital but hey i'm going to this big party and you're like i, I. now of course it would be wrong to say you can't go but it, because obviously now there's fear and just but that's just the way life works just hope and if there's one thing you if if there's one thing you take from that story, I know I didn't tell it perfectly, but there's one thing, and I probably didn't I didn't probably didn't tell it perfectly because I didn't know if I really wanted to tell the story. I kind of started the story and then almost wanted to stop the whole broadcast uh, because I'm not I'm not a big fan of necessarily talking about it, especially this time of year. It's Christmas. It's Christmas evening, and this and I'm doing this today's focus for tomorrow, December the 26th because the internet's working right now. But um, I just I just learned a lot about hope, I guess, in that situation. And you know what I kind of learned about hope? <laughs> Is don't have any. See, if you have any, you're going to be disappointed. Because the one thing you know, any hope for how things are going to work in this life, it doesn't always work that way. My hope has to come from some... Un- so so I, I found myself very jaded and cynical in regards to hope. But as a Christian, I'm, I'm called to some kind of hope, right? We, we're going to have hope. And, and we understand that the biblical hope is a little bit, it's more certain. Hope is, in the Bible, the idea of a certainty, where, where when you're looking at hope as far as the world is concerned, it would go with some kind of definition like this, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen. It's like a feeling, I'm, I'm expecting this. I have an expectation and I have a desire for something to happen. Well, in the world, you can have that and it, it doesn't always work out that way. You, you can be left, you can be left very empty, broken and, and not, it, it doesn't work out the way you want it to. It's depressing. It, it can be very depressing. Christian hope is one of, of great certainty. Now, the problem is, Sometimes within Christian circles, we're given, told that this is a hope. We can have, we can have, we are assured of this. We can have an expectation that's assured. And sometimes we point to things that are not assured that we should not have hope in because it's a fraudulent hope. We're being sold something that's not actually promised. So it's Christmas night. So a lot of these emotions are, are obviously right here with me, right? Christmas night. Uh, it, it's Christmas all all the horrible things that happened in the past on Christmas. 
I was in a psychiatric hospital at one point in my life on Christmas. My mother's birthday, I believe, is tomorrow. So all of this comes together. So a lot of that sense of hopelessness just kind of rises up in me at this very moment. And you can feel a little bit like I did sitting in that day room talking to the nurse in the dark, destroyed, just utterly destroyed. Like, you don't even understand how, you may say, well, there was no reason that you could say you should just get over it. Well, it, it, it wasn't that easy. But as I was thinking about all of that, debating whether I turned on the microphone, next thing you know, I turned on the microphone, probably, maybe I will redo this one. Maybe I will redo this one because now I feel like I, I didn't do this perfectly, but that's okay. I, I just want to talk about it to some level. All right. So here we go. Here is the scripture that I started thinking about. Colossians 1, 5. I guess we could go back to verse 4, Colossians 1, 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which you have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel. There is a hope that is laid up for us in heaven. There is a certain hope, something that we can cling to. Things in this world you don't know from day to day to day. You don't know. I mean, look, when you're, when you're a teenager and uh, all of a sudden your mom just drops dead, that's, that's not, uh, that gives you a, a sense that you have no certainty in anything. Gives you a sense of uncertainty about everything. So I was thinking about this, and I came across a devotional from the 1800s called The Christian's Hope. And they quote the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, Colossians 1.5. And they say this, many Christians have but little in hand, but they have much hope. Uh, it's interesting. As a Christian, we can have little in hand. In other words, we may not have anything we can hold on to. We may not have anything worldly or, or that we can grab onto, but we can still have hope, they go on to say. Um, they have little on earth, but they have unsearchable wealth in heaven. Once again, may not anything to give hope from a materialistic perspective, but from a spiritual perspective, unsearchable wealth in heaven. The present is the worst state they will ever be in. All beyond death is bright, blissful, and glorious. So the Christian hope is not focused on the present. It's not focused on the now. It, it, the hope is, is eternal. Now, that, that's, that, that can be difficult because when you're in the present, you don't care about the eternal. You care about the now. You, it's all we can see. And it's so difficult to say, okay, this is horrible. This is, but the eternal, it, it is hard to do that. The Christian's hope consists of two things, freedom and possession. Now, what do they mean by freedom and possession? Well, the Christian's hope consists in freedom from, here's what the Christian's hope consists of freedom from, right? So we can have hope because there's going to be a freedom. Here's what we can have freedom from. Number one, all the pains which we now experience both in mind and body. All the pain that we experience now, we, we can have hope that one day it will all be gone. Now that's great because, because at least it's certain. It's not great because it's not yet, but it, it, it's certain. There's a certainty to it, but it's not yet. 
uh, the, the Christian's hope consists in freedom from all the pains we now experience, both in mind and body, all the hindrances which are so thickly strewed in our way in this evil world. So we, so all the pains will be gone. All the hindrances will be gone. All the fears which now beset, agitate, and harass us day by day. All the, Even though we as Christians, we may say we're not given a spirit of fear, there are fears, there are anxieties, and they are right here in the now. But our hope is, a, is one for a certainty in the future. But for now, we're, we still may have those fears, but that one day they're all going to be gone. All the forebodings, which often make our lives bitter and gloomy. See, when we forebode, when we, we were worried about something and we're like, oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. That, that it will happen in our life. But the Christian hope isn't. Now, please note, see, the Christian hope isn't that all the pains in this life are going to go away. No, our hope is that all the pains will one day be gone, that all the hindrances will one day be gone, that all the fears will one be, be, be gone, all the forebodings will be gone. But it's not a hope that that will happen in this life. All the sins which are, are now our plague, disease, and torment. See, all those sins that we still will experience in the present, there's hope that one day they will all be gone. All our needs and all possibility of needing, for God will fully supply our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Yeah, there will come a time that all our needs will be met. All that, that there is a hope, the certainty is a future, not a present. Now, now listen to what I mean by that. The hope is in the present, but the hope is not for the present. The hope is that the present, whatever it is, will one day be gone and we'll have something completely different. But so we have a hope in the present, but our hope is not for the present. Our hope is for the present one day to be swallowed up into something glorious and perfect in the future. And it's a certainty. All right. They go on to say this. Um, um, oh, what a mercy it will be to enjoy such freedom and to possess the inward conscience that it will be enjoyed forever. See, it, we, it will be great. It, and it's all going to be because of mercy that we have this freedom from all of these things. But it's going to be enjoyed forever, not in the present. The Christian will not only be free from all that is painful and distressing, but he will also possess. Here's what we will possess. That's what we're going to be free from. Here's what we're going to possess. Perfect, settled, and everlasting peace, sinless faculties, immortal pow powers within which to serve and enjoy God forever. Permanent, perpetual, and uninterrupted joy, the presence and enjoyment of Jesus. We shall see him, be with him, and be like him all that we can consistently wish or desire. That is what we will possess. That is what we will possess. But again, it's not what we will possess in the present. It's what we will possess in eternity. So that the, the, the way this works is we have the hope in the present, but the hope is not for the present. The hope is for what will happen in the future. But it's a current hope but the hope is not in these things happening in the present. And that can be very disorienting for a Christian. It can be, it can be like maddening because you're like, I, I know these things are coming, but I want some of that now. And, and sometimes, it, it, man, it doesn't always work out that way. It says, all our hope is laid up for us in heaven. This betokens its excellency 
excellency, being kept in so excellent a place. It's certainty and security. No thieves can break through to steal its nature. It is spiritual, holy, and heavenly. So for the fact that it's laid up in heaven, this shows how excellent it is because it's in an excellent place. It's certainty and security because no one can steal it. No one can take it from you. And it's nature. It's not material. It's not physical. It's spiritual. So we, we keep our expectation sometimes is for these things to happen here and now. And then that's going to destroy you because it doesn't work out that way. Oh, glorious hope. Oh, blessed protect prospect, it leaves us nothing to long for, nothing to desire. What a mercy it is when comfort runs short, when trials press sorely, when a dreary winter of affliction sets in, to remember that we have a priceless inheritance, an inheritance that is kept in heaven for us, pure and undefiled, beyond the reach of change and decay. How this blessed hope should quicken our zeal, animate our spirits, and raise us above fear and despondency. It's not what we have now, but what we shall have in heaven which should affect us. Our glorious inheritance is vast beyond calculation. It is safe beyond the possibility of failure. The wilderness will soon be passed. The storms of life will soon subside. An eternal calm and unclouded sunshine will soon be our happy endless portion. All glory to his free grace. That is the Christian's hope. The Christians hope, if I, if, 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 because sometimes Christians sell the hope that, hey, you trust in Jesus, it's all going to work out. See, all things are going to work together for good. And we talk about that, that good somehow happening right here, right now. Now that good in Romans 8 is really referring to our salvation. But this in Colossians 1, 5 is the hope is reserved for us in heaven. That's where our hope is. It's not that things are going to go a certain way here. Here, there's going to be pain, loneliness, discouragement abuse, disappointment, betrayal, just left. I mean, just who knows what you're going to experience. It's not, it's not, Christianity does not make the present always, in a sense, better. Christianity makes the, let me say it this way. Christianity doesn't always change for the better your present circumstances. What it's supposed to do is give you a hope in the present, but the hope is not for the present. It's for the future. Meaning you possess the hope in the present, but your hope is not that the present will change. Your present circumstances will change or your future circumstances will change because it doesn't work that way. I became a Christian as a teenager. I experienced abuse. I experienced being ended up with another family because of what was going on. I, I experienced my mother dying. I experienced no reconciliation, no forgiveness. Nothing worked out. Nothing went well. I experienced trying to kill myself because I was like, what's the point? Nothing goes the way it's supposed to go because my expectation was different. My expectation was wrong. When my father got cancer, he died. Once again, no real reconciliation, no actual dealing with the, the, the horrible things that happened in the past. Once again, denied, in a sense, swept under the rug, n- never resolved. Both parents dead, nothing ever solved. I, I hoped that when I got out of the psychiatric hospital, everything would go perfect. It did not go perfect. It did not go well. Lots of pain, lots of confusion, lots of doubt, lots of wanting to die again 
And sometimes the Christians would almost provide, hey, 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 it's all going to work out. It's all going to get better. It doesn't always get better. And it's like, it's easy for you to say, oh, it's going to get better. Hey, go home and call your mom and dad, okay? It's going to, yeah, leave me alone, okay? So hope, the Christian hope, it's a hope you possess in the present, but it's not a hope for the change of the present. It's a hope for the guarantee, the certainty of the future where you're free from all of that and you possess all the heavenly blessings. But it's a hope reserved for us in heaven. All right. I'm going to stop right there. This did not go exactly the way I wanted it to go. So my hope, see, my hope was that that, that introduction was going to be so much better, my hope. But I was having problems with, what did I call it? A psych hospital? Instead of calling it a psychiatric hospital, why did I call that? A mental, I don't even remember what, what did I, I don't even remember. I messed up so many term, the terminology so bad. Maybe because I didn't want to remember the terminology. I don't know. But I just know it was a horrible time of my life that left me lonely and broken. And I just know that so many times in Christi, Christians go through horrible situations. But our hope is, again, I'm going to read Colossians 1.5. For the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, that's where it is. That's where it is. And sometimes we want that hope. I don't want it in heaven. I want it right here. I want you to fix this problem. And I want this problem to be fixed. And I want this to be fixed. And I want this. And I want this. And I want this. And I want this. And yes, we can pray for those things. But in this life, there, there is no, uh, well, someone said, thank you for sharing this. Okay, well, <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel very disappointed in it, all right? So it was one of those situations, like the internet's working, I got to go do this now, and I know what I wanted to talk about because I've been thinking about it all night, because this time of year brings back that, that memory of being in the psychiatric, walking around that psychiatric hospital. I'll never forget when he told me, he told me some story about a polar, a polar bear. I don't remember what the polar bear was. It was some story about a polar bear. I guess it had been hurt, been in captivity, but it wasn't time for it to go and it wasn't ready. And so I was the injured polar bear who now could not leave the hospital. He told me, he told this, you know, story and to somehow make it feel better. And then basically it was like, all right, you're staying here. Peace out. Good night. And then I'm walk back in the darkness into the back to the, to my room. And I just like, I was devastated. And I just remember sitting in the dark, just crying and the nurse trying to console me, right? Trying. And I, I, I just, I poured out my heart about so many issues to that nurse. Um, but it was a horrible experience. There was no hope. There was no hope. There was literally none. In fact, I wish I still had the paragraph I wrote, but I, I, I call this, this, this is the land of, of endless, dead hope of a lost and lonely little boy. Something along that, that line is how the first line of the paragraph went. As, and that was referring to the place that the hospital I went. This is a land of endless dead hope uh, for a, a lost and confused little boy, which was referring to me. It was, a, it was a horribly depressing paragraph that I wrote, but that's how I felt at the time. And I felt that multiple times in there. I, I, when I first got there, uh, it, it was, I, I wouldn't, sp- I didn't speak for I don't even know how long I went where I didn't speak to anyone. I wasn't even allowed to sleep in my room. I had to sleep on a, like a little cot 
next to the nurse's station because I was a high suicide risk. And so it was a horrible, horrible experience. It came through. I'm grateful for it. But I just remember that hopelessness, that helplessness, that loneliness. I hate that. I hate that memory. I hate that memory on a, like a night like this. I hate that memory. Wish it was gone. I, I, but it's still there. Still there. But I've learned that for the Christian, the hope is reserved in heaven. I wish it was different sometimes, don't you? Sometimes I, can, I wish I could have hope that God would fix the present. But the guarantee seems that he's going to fix eternity. No more pain, no more suffering, no more death. And the present, we still have trials, troubles, difficulties, horrible, horrible, horrible things can happen in your life and in my life. If we have the wrong hope, we'll, we'll, this goes right along with what I've been talking about with the podcast episodes about wrong expectations. If I have wrong expectations, if I have hope in the wrong thing, I'll be left disillusioned and destroyed. It will destroy your Christian life. But if I know that my hope is there in heaven, it is certainty and it's going to provide freedom from all of this pain and it's going to, I'm going to be in possession of so much. That, and you say, well, that doesn't help me right now. I know it doesn't change, but it gives you certainty that this is as bad as it's ever going to be. And one day it will all be gone. And I wish I wish it would make the present better. It just gives you hope that there's a certainty. There, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that, and that light at the end of the tunnel is not an oncoming train, but it's glory. New heavens, new earth, and the presence of Jesus. No more pain, no more suffering, no more tears, no more death, no more any of that. No more abuse, no more disability, no more seizures, no more what, whatever you may be going through, whatever paralysis, whatever you're going through. So, all right, I'll stop there. You can contact me, newsif at yahoo.com, newsif at yahoo.com, yahoo.com. Thank you for this kind of impromptu, hey, the internet's working. Why waste another second? Let's run upstairs and talk about it. So this may get deleted, but that's okay. At least I got to check. Maybe this was just for my own mental health. Thank you for listening. Newsif at yahoo.com. Everyone have a wonderful night. And that is in a roundabout way that today's focus for December the 26th, done Christmas night, December the 25th, 2022.